0: understanding human nature in the depth of programming. A few main pillars are indoctrination, physical and mental clarity, and understanding our emotions. So that being said, I'm gonna touch on all the spectrums and essentially narrow down how we can use our own nature to make life smoother and more enjoyable. The beautiful thing about operating from a space of clarity is that we reduce the amount of internal chatter and therefore the internal external battle is minimized. So how do you do this? Well. We have to commit to something. See, if you're halfway in, halfway out, you limit the potential on both ends. But when you commit to something, you at least are moving in one direction. And it might not be exactly what you're meant to be doing, but over time, through being on a single path, as long as you have clarity through mental and physical healthy habits, you'll inevitably come to the conclusion well, is what I'm doing aligned with how I want to feel and where I want to go? And when you have that clarity, the questions just naturally arise. And On the other hand, if you do not commit to something, the questions might arise, but then you justify and rationalize, and make excuses, and blame others, and it leads you down this route of being indecisive and aimless, essentially. Um, This is sort of, we could define it as the autopilot life, where I know for a fact that most people do not want to work for a corporation that they don't deeply care for until they're 65 and then start living when they're 65. Yeah. No. That's not what humans are meant to be doing. But so many fall into that trap because they're halfway in and halfway out. They haven't had that true clarity with themselves to decide what their top values and priorities are. Because once you go through that process, it's not easy, not at all. But It's inevitable that you make a commitment when you have clarity. And this is why um, attention is the greatest currency and why forms of distraction or entertainment are free, but at the same time, billion or at least million dollar industries. It's because, well, your attention generates money and your attention is the currency. So although it's quote unquote free it actually is not. And that's the trick. No clarity means that even if you happen to get lucky, it will be your demise as you won't understand how to capitalize on your fortune. So what's this mean practically? If you get rich without understanding how to manage your emotions and manage your money, you know, there have been many professional athletes who have done well with their resources and not blown it. But there have been just as many cases of people who have made 50, 100 mil, and then a few years later, 10, I don't know, five, doesn't matter, they end up broke. (laughs) And I don't even want to laugh at that, but it's just It hits on the importance of having the proper foundation. See, no matter how talented you are or how much things seem to work for you, if you do not have the grounded fundamentals, the the core concepts of living a healthy, fulfilling life down, then the riches and all of the external success will actually end up biting you. It'll make your life harder. And that's where that saying, more money, more problems, comes from. It's not necessarily true. It depends on the context of each individual circumstance and how they perceive the world due to their foundation. See... You could build a mansion on a sandy foundation, and it may survive for years, but once the storm comes, say goodbye to your fortune. On the other hand, if you build the foundation properly and you get the mansion, then it it can withstand turmoil and tough emotional moments and everything that is inevitably part of life. So this is the importance of having the clarity, and the clarity is derived from the physical and mental everyday, moment-to-moment habits. And the opposite of clarity is a masquerading arrogance, the human who is so unsure of themselves that they have to put on a show for others and act as if they are sure. So this is where human nature comes in, understanding that the loudest person in the room is not always the most confident. Sometimes they are. You know, there are many different ways of expressing one's ego, and this is okay. See, if you're loud but you have results, uh, who am I to say anything, right? I mean, maybe that's not my preferred route, but that being said, there's a difference between the loud person with no results and the loud person with results. Very frequently the loud person has no results and their loudness is just a form of arrogance and a form of insecurity when we look even deeper. See, this is the confusing but interesting aspect of human nature that often the bully is acting confident because, you know, he's being the bully. But inside, his actions are coming from a place of insecurity. Maybe at home, he's treated poorly, so then that carries over into his internal state, and he expresses that in school. Or, I don't know, he's just lacking affection at home. But usually, more often than not, the bully is not truly confident. The bully is hiding, running from their internal state, and sharing that with others. See, humans, something that we do almost consistently, almost always, is project. So, meaning, if I'm insecure, if I'm not confident, when I'm around people in public, I, I perceive them as being judgmental people, and that is a form of projection. So, when we understand ourselves and we get our internal um, insecurities and opportunities to grow, when we dive into that stuff, then we create ourselves into the person which projects understanding and kindness and um, high-frequency emotions. We become the sort of person who others naturally feel comfortable being around and you see you cannot share what you don't have so by unraveling your own pain by turning your pain into your purpose by truly healing your internal nature then that spreads in ripples so if you're unhealed that projects same thing if you're healed that projects so I touched on habits habits lead to clarity and in the form of the bigger pillars like what habits do we want to create so the big pillars are marketing sales writing and speaking because these are all tied into understanding human nature see when you understand yourself you write and you get more clarity and when you understand others you see there's a difference between Um, scammy, unhealthy, disgusting marketing, and persuasive marketing to get people to better themselves. So if you truly believe in something that is being sold and you know how much it's helped you, at that point, it's healthy marketing because you know that getting someone else to endeavor down the route is going to only bring them more clarity. And their personal clarity leads to a better advancement of their life and with marketing and sales they're tightly correlated because well you market something but then you have to learn how to actually close the person and by doing that you deeply understand yourself because personally and most people do not want anything to be sold to them. They want to be convinced that they would like to purchase something. So how do you do this? Well, you put yourself in their shoes, essentially. You understand what makes you purchase, and what that is, is emotion. So if you can trigger emotion in an ethical, persuasive way, notice there's a difference between manipulation and persuasion. So manipulation is coming from an avenue which the intent is ill, like it's very selfish. Uh, For example, guys trying to manipulate ladies for like, you know, chasing desires, forms like that. Rather, if you're capable of persuading a lady through a healthier intention, where it's like more spontaneous and intuitive, and it just naturally feels right, then it's more of a game. It's playful. It's enjoyable. It's two sides coming together, um, knowing exactly what they're doing. And this is sales as well. See, whether it's relationships or friendships, every part of this human nature diagram, it comes into play when you talk about marketing, sales, writing, and speaking. And then when I speak, I aim to articulate myself in a way where I understand what sorts of language, tones of voice, and messages are irritating to me. So I quite aim to do exactly the opposite, to represent myself in a way where it's like a balance. See, you need to have confidence in what you're saying. And there's this difference between, you know, false confidence and true confidence. So, true confidence is determined and understands itself, knows that not everyone is going to like what they say, not because anything is wrong with the message, but that everyone is coming from a different perspective. And due to someone's perspective, it it determines whether they are at the right place the ideal development to actually learn and grasp your message and see it's not judging the people who are not ready to learn and grasp the message rather just observing the truth that everyone's at a different place at a different time but we're all at the right place at the right time and So that touches that links to the differentiation between hmm, we naturally judge and this comes from being underdeveloped, which is okay, right? Because if we didn't start somewhere, we wouldn't have anywhere to go. If the game was easy, it wouldn't be fun, not worth playing. So we start as judgmental fucks and inevitably. If you go down the route of creating healthy habits cognitively and physically, you do all the things that I talk about in my writing, in my videos, then you become the sort of person who realizes, wait, when I judge another, I actually judge myself because all humans are doing is projecting. So you can... Mm, humans tell so such a story about themselves when, for example, someone chooses to complain, someone chooses to say, wah, wah. (laughs) This shows you that their internal state of mind is um, skewed toward the tendency of the victim mindset, of the complainer, of the worrier, the hyperachiever, all of these saboteurs. And on the other hand, you come across someone who is not like fucking very optimistic, but rather grounded Um, consistent in a positive outlook. You know, they're not up and down, up and down. They're even keel. You know, they're real. They understand, well, yeah, waves in tough moments will occur. But that being said, I've understood that these tough moments are actually what makes you stronger. What's that song? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like she was onto something. She knows what's happening because if we we don't learn how to reframe challenging situations into blessings or curses into our opportunities then you don't get anywhere and it's just mind-blowing how much of a story people will tell if you will listen see two ears one mouth that ratio the, the designer did that for a reason. We're, we're meant to listen more than we speak. So yeah, big mouth, I'm speaking, you know, I speak a lot. But that being said, this is in a one-on-one environment. Like, whoever chooses to listen, that's a choice. Point is, believe it or not, depending on, like, what you think of me and how much I rant, in person, I am very particular about whom I speak with because I realize there are so many people who can't fucking listen. So here's um, a human nature tip. The more that you speak, the less valuable your words become. So if you know someone is not truly listening to you with 100% focus there's no need to continue to rant or express yourself. you're You're so much better off just going in going for a walk, reading, writing, doing some sort of healthy habit, exercising, et cetera. You get my point. It's just it's so powerful when you start to pick up on these natures of communication, because, see, this is what makes you successful well, one huge pillar that leads to success in your personal and professional life, which is knowing how to communicate. If you understand the depth of communication and you get mm, powerful at articulating yourself, understanding others, understanding context and circumstance. And for example, I used to not see the link between when I said what And now I realize, Justin, if you want to tell someone something, make sure that they're in a good mood. Well, what do you you mean? Make sure they're in a good mood. What can you read minds? Not exactly, but I can read myself. And what I mean there is if I'm hungry, I don't want to talk to people. I want to eat some food. If I'm overtired, don't want people to give me advice i want to sleep and you get my point so through understanding yourself and reading yourself and knowing how communication works you can inform and be very strategic in when you do what knowing exactly the right moments to do a certain thing and this doesn't come in the form of like thinking 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 rather it's more natural. As you understand yourself, you'll just get intuitive intuitive pulls and things will just naturally unfold for you. So in the context of attention and understanding how to be effective in communication, something, a differentiation that's powerful is noticing what is the structure and what is the content. So for example, when I speak, when I write, I I don't talk about Justin's little day-to-day problems or situations or details. Like, there are certain aspects which are fundamental. Example, nutrition. So, I get detailed in nutrition because I know that every single human is affected by nutrition. But on the other hand, sometimes telling a story is powerful. So don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful thing if you can articulate your specific content in an entertaining way. And I'm I'm improving at that. That's definitely something I'm working on. But my thesis here is that the structure is more worthwhile in sharing than the content. For example, if you can extrapolate the lesson in a way where someone else can grab what you have experienced through your detailed moments, but they don't necessarily need to hear your details because the lesson is through the structure. And if you zoom out to the right degree, you can explain the structure to someone so that they can say, oh, oh, that is this in my life. So the details will be different in their life. But see, if we want to be as helpful, beneficial as possible, we understand like how detailed is too detailed and Um, how zoomed out is too zoomed out. And of course, there's a balance, right? Sometimes it's very powerful to tell that story. For example, this week, I read something from a friend where she was telling a story on how she saved her siblings from uh, a ripple, a tide, something like that. And that was a beautiful story. It was very detailed, but you get my point. So I guess the exception would be if you're telling a story that is filled with value and lessons, go ahead with the details. But for the most part, um, you, you'll want to identify when is it worth speaking in structural structural terms versus, detailed terms. And that's something that you'll grab throughout time through understanding your own human nature. For example, a structure that is vital is understanding is something high or low frequency. And then the details of what is high or low frequency, they are going to have some similarities in the broader context. But when we zoom in, Not everyone has the same ego preferences and lifestyle. Um, For example, my traps, my pitfalls are going to be different from yours. For example, maybe you've fallen into a trap of smoking weed every single day. And don't let me make you feel guilty because I did this from like 18 to 23, (laughs) So I did it for many years and I'm not, not here to make anyone feel bad about themselves. What I've learned now as I'm 24 is, so here's a story. Here we go with some nuance to, to emphasize the point of the weed. Um, From 23 and even 22, I had a feeling that it wasn't the best thing for me, but I still enjoyed it. So, I continued to do it. Around 23, I started weaning off and going from like ripping bongs consistently because I had like a hospital thing. It sent me to the hospital, my lungs were not good, etc, etc. And so that was sort of the universe giving me a lesson. And I paid attention to the lesson. I noticed every time I did certain like vapor smoking, my lungs did not feel good. Um, so at 23, I started smoking only at night, right before bed and way less than I used to, um, cut out tobacco completely. So I was moving in the right direction. But that being said, it took me time and this is on the context of what's low frequency. I just realized that weed put me into a state of mind where I was more self-critical of myself, I was judgmental of myself, and I was feeling guilty in low frequency emotions, so therefore I label smoking weed as a low frequency act. But This is not always the same for everyone. See, it comes in phases. 18, 19, 20. There's a few situations. Maybe I was not aware of my own internal dialogue to the degree that I became around 22, 23. So then maybe weed was still low frequency when I started back then, but I just didn't realize it. Or maybe things change over time. For example, some relationships start beautifully. They're in the middle beautifully, but then they get kind of... Unhealthy and that is just to emphasize that things change throughout time life seasons phases change What's the only the only? ah, What's the example the river every time you step into the river? It's new you you never step into the same exact water so it's it's interesting to understand well what is low frequency, what is high frequency, and the structure is frequencies. But the nuance is, well, maybe not everyone smokes weed. So your sabotage, your pitfall or trap might be completely different from mine. Yours could be alcohol. See, I never fell into the trap of alcohol. See, again, I'm being nuanced because I'm telling a personal story. I never fell into that because my dad destroyed himself through pharmaceutical abuse and alcohol. So it was like a a storm of multiple substances paired with alcohol. It was like that toxic cocktail. Um, So for me, it was kind of like weed and munchies, like I never got overweight. But let me tell you. I. I could, (laughs) I slowed myself down deeply and again, no shame, no guilt for you or I, we accept the past and we learn our lessons. So just a story right there emphasizing on, well, sometimes it is good to get nuanced and detailed. It just matters. Like what is it that you're talking about? If it's not like a powerful story with lessons, then sometimes it's better just to stay from the structural perspective. And this is just understanding human nature and how attention works. If it could be applicable to someone, then share the details. But if it's something that's probably not applicable to others, just go with the structure. A core principle in relation to this concept we're speaking on human nature is what is programming and indoctrination? So I don't want to go too deep. But the point is, over time, if you grew up in a certain family, you embody traits of your parents. And it's healthy to be capable of identifying these things within yourself stay away from judging others and identifying traits in others um you can do this if you're coming from a very healthy observant perspective where you're not judging you're simply noticing so that being said first you want to notice the things in yourself before you begin to observe others this is how understanding human nature unravels first you get to know yourself and then it's like oh wait i see my younger self or i see parts of me in you and i know where you're coming from due to understanding myself and it's important to differentiate between well Are you biased? What are your preferences? Why are you judging people? What about someone is offending you? Often, the psyche is tricky. The ego has defense mechanisms. Meaning, when humans are closed-minded and in denial, they are unhealed because they haven't investigated themselves to the point where they're willing to question their own beliefs, thought processes in programming. So. That is what indoctrination is. People get so attached to their worldview and then they are unwilling to change. And this is a sign of a underdeveloped ego. I'm not saying that it's a bad ego, a good ego. It's just underdeveloped because it hasn't became observant of the truth that it is looking to a specific lens, see? If you look through a black lens, you're going to see a shady life. But if you look through a blue lens, you'll see yeah, a beautiful life. So this is the interesting thing about understanding human nature. And it all sprouts from yeah, looking within. And how do you do this in a practical sense? Like I could say look within or understand yourself. What's that mean though? Um, Where it starts is... Simply not always being around other people, because when you're around other people, you do not have the clarity on your own thinking. So what I would recommend if you're looking, if you're interested in becoming a better speaker, marketer, um, what are the other two? Writer and salesman. And when I say salesman, I'm not used car salesman. I'm talking natural, ethical, you know, powerful salesman, big ticket and If you want to level up those four areas which are gonna sprout into every other healthy area of your life, go for solo walks, learn how to do some breath work. You can do this in forms of stretching, yoga, sitting like in the, the pose, what is it? The lotus flower pose. Crisscross applesauce, man. (laughs) Do whatever it is that you feel like doing, even reading five pages of a book, reading a book for five minutes a day. Start somewhere, have a few habits where you are in solitude, where you can learn to notice your own thinking because that is the key to this. Only once you begin to observe your own thoughts, then you will begin to unlock the keys to become the better communicator, which leads to just wealth and success and freedom in your life. So, how much pain are you willing to tolerate? Um, That's the question that once you answer, you either take action on what I just said, doing those solitude actions, or you just continue to live a quiet life of despair, because Reality is that most people are so unobservant that they are not realizing how terrible their internal dialogue is, and that is why things like weed and alcohol and substances and entertainment, forms of distraction and numbing, are wildly rampant in today's culture. It <laughs> It's absolutely mind-blowing, um, but it comes from People not noticing their own thinking and not wanting to notice their own thinking because then you realize, wait, why am why is my mind like this? <laughs> and see, this is what I was mentioning. I don't know this video or past video, but curses turn into blessings. So I always thought I was weird because my I always noticed my thinking as a kid, and my thinking was Quite chaotic because my ego was underdeveloped. I hadn't done the self-education to harness the level of consciousness that I've been given. And once I realized, wait, I could actually rewire the way that my mind operates. And now I'm so observant of my thinking, but my thinking is not unhealthy. It's, it's been formed in a way which is beneficial to myself and others. And you can do this too. And over time, you can become so observant of your thinking that you 99.9% like eliminate feelings of stress, worry, um, unhealthy, low frequency thoughts and emotions. And I mean, eh, to be honest, I don't know who wouldn't want that. Like it's something that takes many hours and but it's a worthwhile journey like ten thousand hour vision these are the things that make life challenging and fun i like the video game analogy if you just have the easy game it's no longer entertaining when you understand yourself you can read others when you read others life gets smoother smoother life equals more joy less stress and now you're actually living rather than simply existing like the masses. So I would deeply appreciate it if you answer these questions in a paragraph. And honestly, you could reply, um, subscribe to my newsletter below in description. There's some free uh, courses or programs, eBooks. You can read those. You'll be subscribed to the newsletter. And then if you want, send me the paragraph that you've written via that newsletter email. Just reply. And the questions are, what actions do you do that you know you shouldn't get to the root? Get to the root. And would you rather bet on yourself or ask what if forever? You need to start on your path. Are you clear on what you want to become in terms of character? And do you have something you don't want to become and are your actions aligned with your vision? So I'm thinking about creating something and I like this title 30 days to health confidence peace of mind in fulfilling your potential does that interest you? Um, If you reach out to me again link in description I'll have my twitter and shoot me a dm if this interests you I'd love to hear just a bit about like where you're at, where you're coming from, where you want to go. What are your priorities? What's your vision? Just give me some information like that. And lastly, drop a like on here for the algorithm. If you, if you enjoyed, you know, if not, eh, no, no. If you made it here, I'm sure you enjoyed. (laughs) And share this with a friend, tell them like what you enjoyed about it specifically, what they're going to get from it. And until next time, like I, I deeply value you. Much love.